0: Easter. It
1: is Happy Easter. And <laughs> Vicki <laughs> was just telling me about this place that's near us in Illinois that does like a weird holiday. Haunted house theme. Yeah, and they have creepy bunnies and I've seen so many like hilarious old bunny pictures, you know, when the kids go to sit on the Easter bunnies and the bunnies used to be so creepy. Yes, I would have screamed
0: my head off too. Me too. And so we are telling on ourselves. So we're, oh, yeah. we're telling on, on all those crazy bunny people and we're <laughs> Telling on
1: ourselves. We are telling on ourselves. So, welcome back.
0: I'm Vicki. And I'm Lynn. And we are so excited about this. At, well, I can't speak for Lynn. I am so excited about this episode and this topic because my sponsor got me this book,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's called Heartminded by Sarah Blondin and whoosh, mind blown on almost every other page.
1: It's good, juicy stuff. Like you really have to stop and think. I got this. I received the same book too. Yeah, from my sponsor, and it's it's been like a, a great way for me to get a do a new perspective.
0: Yeah. So what's new and exciting?
1: What is new and exciting? Well, it's spring. Things are finally starting to bloom around here. Um, And so therefore my allergies are blooming. Oh, It's always fun. I love season allergies so much. Oh, isn't it a gift? Yeah. And also this week um, at work, I did um, Friday was Good Friday and it was also the beginning of Passover. So I got to do my first kind of um, Seder meal for the people Ooh. that didn't have anyone to spend it with. And it was so much fun and so rewarding. Can I tell this story real yeah. quick? So there was You're a- asking permission. <laughs> well, we're, we're, it's a little off topic, but not really. Um, and it, it helps me to live in gratitude. So, um, there was a couple of different groups of ladies. They said, can we do, um, a Passover meal? And I said, well, officially, no, we don't do any religious, but yes, I'll make sure that you have what you need. So, um, There was probably three different groups of six to seven people that either couldn't be or didn't have family to be with, and it's a big one that a lot of people spend together. Um, And one of the ladies was telling me about when she was young and how her parents and her grandparents did it, and they always had gefilte fish.
0: Gefilte fish.
1: So she and I'm like, she said, "Could you do that?" And I'm like, "Mm, "I don't," because I've seen it in the store, and that's you know, that's all that I have to base it on are these weird little fish balls floating in a jar of juice in the canned aisle. So <laughs> does that sound good to anybody? Yep. And they were like, if we could. And I'm like, all right, fine. And then they go proceed to tell me, well, you have to use the red horseradish. And I'm like, I've never seen red horseradish. And they said, well, you've just never paid attention. It's there. So I'm like, all right. So I, I ventured to the store, to Mariano's, on Good Friday and Passover. I can't even tell you what that was like. <clears throat> And there was one teeny, tiny jar of horseradish left. So I looked at the ingredients. I'm like, oh, I can make this because I've got horseradish at the st- at, at the um, place where I work. So um, it's just beet juice. That's what makes it red. So that must have come from, like, the um, Eastern Bloc um, people when they yes. were doing their traditional thing to make it more fancy. So I had matzo ball soup. We did roasted chicken and potatoes. And I had coconut macaroons for the dessert. And I did the gefilte fish. They told me how to do it. You take, like, one leaf of lettuce... And you put the fish balls on there.
0: Fish balls. <laughs> and, she well, said
1: balls. I did. Fish balls. Fish don't have balls. They got something. <laughs> um, so off track now. <laughs> so the first table that got there, I came out with a tray and I, I set it down. You should have seen their faces. It was like the sweetest thing, and they were like, oh, my mother used to do this. So these are people that are in their 80s and 90s telling me about their mothers and their grandmothers. I mean, that's how deep these traditions go. And I was actually talking to my sponsor about it yesterday, and she's right. I forget this sometimes because I'm always in food and I'm always thinking about it. And she said for so many people, really deep, um, important memories are tied to food. Yeah, yeah. And so I did that. So later um, on in the evening, one of the ladies, she was saying my name, and I went over there, and she grabbed my hand, and she said, I don't know if you realize how much this meant to us to do this tonight. She said, it was so special. I know you were really out of your comfort zone, and we all wanted to thank you. Aw. That's so that's why I love my job. Yeah. Because I'm able to pay it forward like that.
0: Well, and just, I mean, who gets an opportunity to give someone who doesn't have those kind of experiences that as a gift of part of your job.
1: I know, exactly. Beautiful. Yeah, it was.
0: So before we get started, I want to tell y'all, if you haven't listened to Telling on Ourselves yet, we are two women that are in recovery and we feel really strongly about our growth and becoming, um, living in recovery in a way that is healthy, and fun. So at least this is me. I'm speaking for myself. But that's kind of the idea here. This isn't just for people in recovery. We just happen to be two women in recovery who are really... Getting honest and real about <laughs> dropping things. Drop it like a hot.
1: I'm just L- waiting for my phone to vibrate L- now. L- L- yeah. All the things are falling off the table. <laughs> we
0: have a new setup. We're trying to like go all Dax Shepard and sit in, in our, our like comfy, comfy chairs. Comfy chairs. <laughs> and um and so we're we're bear with us. Bear yeah. with us.
1: Oh but- yeah. I'm not used to holding my microphone. Vicky is much more comfortable with it than I am. <laughs> So, I'm like trying to get things adjusted and be so quiet about it. And, and I'm just making it
0: worse. More noise. Yeah, right, right. But I'm just making so, it worse. so, just in case you haven't heard what we're doing here, we are just talking about personal development, recovery. Just living a more joyful, loving, happy, peaceful, serene life, but being real, real about it.
1: Real, real. For real, for real. Because the one thing I have discovered, and I was going to add to that um, about the whole recovery part to it, I was lucky, so lucky to be able to be able to be in a program to teach me tools that I, otherwise would have taken me a lot longer and it would have been a lot hurt, harder to get to where I am today. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, honestly, I'm grateful for being an alcoholic. Me too. Yeah. Me
0: too. I mean, it was... One time Pack said this to me, my son. He said, you know, isn't it crazy that the worst thing that ever happened to you ended up being the best thing in your life? I'm, I said, I know. It's a miracle. Yeah. And you know i'm not uh religious but this is like the born again time and what i will tell you you know r- r- risen everybody's risen or not everybody <laughs> jesus is risen i'm very uncomfortable about this topic can you tell but what i will say is like as an alcoholic i feel like i had a new life like yeah. i feel like i really was had the opportunity to be born again.
1: Absolutely. And I was actually, I was walking with a friend yesterday and we were kind of both like, this hurts and that hurts. And I said, you know what I realized the other day? Because sometimes I get down about my age just because it's normal. And I'm like, what am I talking about? I got another 40 years. Think about what happened in my first 40. Yeah, a lot. Exactly. So yeah, I'm not slowing down. No, hell and, no. And I got this second part of my life that's like the new version.
0: That I know I the gift.
1: It's so exciting.
0: Yeah, it's just a it's a way of living for me that I'm not I'm not turning my back on it because it is so much better. This week I got to hear somebody's fifth step, mm-hmm. and what a gift it is to be with someone as they unfold on their journey. And you know, there's just so much to it. It's such a simple thing, but for me, I am in the program. I don't. I'm. I'm. I live it. I live it. Yeah. And sometimes people can get sober in, in different ways, but for me,
1: um, I get to stay in the work. Yeah, and you walk the walk. And what I always try, if, if people ask me about my personal journey in recovery, I always say whatever gets them sober is what works. Yeah. Um, now, what you're going to do with that life afterwards, that's up, that, that work is up to you. But whatever can get you sober, do it, because otherwise you're going to die.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. And and then I think for me what the what the second part and what the part that makes it so much more rich is as a result of doing the steps and and being in the work and working the program I'm not miserable anymore. Yeah.
1: We still get to grow and learn and it's an adventure. I look at it as an as, I look at it as an adventure and
0: a privilege. <laughs> And sometimes it's a hot mess. So we (laughs) go into
1: our first segment, which is First
0: First Thought Wrong.
1: And I got it today. So speaking about those sweet, sweet people that I work with, um, we often laugh and say, you know, there's not a lot of difference between kids and older adults because there's no filter. They don't care. If they're at that stage in their life, they're going to say what's on their mind. So one day I was taking a cart uh, to the other building and had to use the elevator, and I'm waiting at the elevator. One of the ladies there, she has started calling me Bubbles because she said, I'm always so happy and I'm bubbling along. So, And I actually walked in the office one day and I said, from this day forward, I will only be known as Chef Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I know it's been that kind of is a joke. So, great. <laughs> so we're standing there, and she said, "You're always just running around." She said, "You should be as skinny as a rail." And I kind of laughed. And she goes, "I guess you're just going to be fat like me your whole life." And Ouch. I, I know, and I kind of smiled because I do struggle, and I've had you know my own journey with that. And now I understand it was all tied up and hating myself and needing to cover up and all that, you know, blah blah blah. But as an older woman, I'm 53. It, it every decade, it gets a lot harder to get rid of those pounds that we could, we could like be good for a week in our 20s and be back to what we were. Yeah, it doesn't work that way when you're 53. So she hit, I mean, that was like such a sensitive spot. So I was reeling from it. So d- did my thing, came back to the kitchen. The rest of the night, I was just mad and I was snappy with people and I was hurt and I took it home, and I didn't sleep well, and I came back to work the next morning, and I was you know, trying to cover it up because I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to investigate what was really going on. So later that afternoon, one of the servers that she and I have gotten to be really close, and I trust her, you know, she's one of those people. I say, can I tell you what so-and-so said to me? And she's like, "You know, just aghast. She's Lauren, like, what? Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I told her what happened, I could start laughing. Yeah. It's the magic Telling of on ourselves. <laughs> it's the magic of it. And she goes, "Girl, you are not fat." I said, "It's not even that. It's just I have a problem with it still. Like when I look in the mirror, my body image." And then I told my sister about it, and then I told Vicky about it, and I the more I talked about it, the more I was able to laugh about it and understand that what she was doing was what she was projecting from her own mind, probably what she's lived with her entire life. And it had nothing to do with me.
0: Nothing to do with Surprise, you. Surprise,
1: it wasn't personal.
0: Well, th- and that's the first <laughs> thought wrong, is taking it to this level of self-flagellation, you know, of like, oh, God. And you've been working so hard, and you have been losing weight. And mm-hmm. and I think it's about releasing the expectations. I don't know. This is just coming up for me right now, but releasing the expectations of what it's supposed to look like.
1: I know. It's always about releasing the expectations, not having any attachment to the outcome yeah and and what i when I was telling my sister about it, I felt the need to justify i'm like i'm in really I'm in better shape now than I was twenty years ago. I'm doing things that I wasn't comfortable doing twenty years ago, so what am I so hung up about the number on the scale exactly right exactly right, so I got there. it just took me a minute yeah
0: and and that's the the cool part about doing this stuff is that we get to. Have like-minded people to talk to about this. Have our have our people that we get to say, okay, this one fricking was like a kick in the nuts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: kicking the in the fish balls.
1: It was a kick in the fish balls. <laughs> I, and I can't even imagine what my face must have looked like when she said that. And then we had to do the uncomfortable ride in the elevator together.
0: Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, good God.
1: Yeah, I'm sure she regretted it. Is this that. one of the people I know? Uh-uh. Okay. No, no.
0: All right. Well, then good. And she's so sweet, and I love her and well, her she husband. called you bubbles. So you just let the bubbles go. You let the she adorableness of the bubbles, and then now you're just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, today's topic is crowned my favorite book, and it is about the mind and the heart.
1: Yep. The mind and the heart.
0: In which way do we live?
1: Yeah. Which way do we? Which way do we lean?
0: We, I don't know. Perhaps it would help to spell out how I see their differences. This is Sarah
1: Belandon speaking. Can I do the definitions first? Absolutely. So it was kind of hard to do definitions because we have attached labels to what we. When I when she told me this, I'm like, ooh, I I do want to do a definition. I was thinking, analytical thinking versus emotional thinking, and the emotional ones were um, not. I wasn't happy with those, so we had to do a little bit more of a deep dive. But just to give you an idea, so the analytical thinking, which is thinking with the head, is examining information, collecting the facts, and checking whether the statement follows logically in cause and effect. Say that again. Okay, collecting the facts and checking whether the statement follows logically in cause and effect. It's basically when you're doing a scientific um, Hypothesis. Okay, so it's all facts. Just the facts, man. Remember that. Just from, the facts. From the, it was one of those seventies car shows. Yeah, Just yeah. the facts, man. Yeah. Um, and then what I found for thinking with your heart is listening to your head may lead to more tangible success, but not following your heart increases your risk of regret. So if you if you want to lead a more satisfying life, follow your heart.
0: Okay, and I'm going to take that even deeper yeah. because. I believe that when you live from your heart, you do get more tangible success. Um, it's really, really, really living from intention. When you live from it, that intention, from that heart minded place, Lynn is struggling right
1: now, <laughs> trying to curl up. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm going to read this. Do it. Just be in your heart. Just pull pull the chair up. Come on. trying to not make noise. Get ready for the noise. We can delete. We can delete. All right. Are you guys okay? We made a little bit of noise. Don't worry. I'm human. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Now I'm going (laughs) to rip the Band-Aid off and just do it. Okay, relax. All right. The mind attaches, which... Okay, this is a perfect example of being in your mind Yep You're like logically thinking How do I move so I don't make m- noise And then when we overthink something Guess what happens
1: It becomes worse It becomes worse Okay,
0: <laughs> So the mind attaches, the heart lets go The mind operates out of fear and distrust The heart operates on faith and ease The mind is frantic in it's functioning The heart is slow, deliberate and peaceful the mind thrives on and enjoys problem seeking and solving. The heart thrives on acceptance of all things and labels nothing as wrong or right.
1: Whoa! So what I immediately think of is um, what I've been studying with Buddhism oh. is to you take away uh, false or you take away negative and positive, you just let things be. You also don't have attachments to outcomes. And then the other part of that is what I've learned with my mindfulness practice is to understand that just because I have thoughts, they're not facts. Thoughts, are, thoughts and feelings aren't facts. They're just the thoughts and feelings. And it's okay. You just have to not stay on that ride. You can have it and let it go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right, and and sometimes it takes longer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it happens quickly. You can drop that shit, and sometimes it's like you well, got to
1: ruminate for twenty four hours yeah. before you finally tell somebody, "Hey, somebody told me I was fat." Right, <laughs> and it hurt.
0: Right, right, yeah. and that I'm hurt, and really that's what it's about. And then who do I get to be to to let that shift and grow and become? And so for me, the whole mental, when I am overthinking, when I am in my head, I'm facing, focusing outward. I'm focusing outward. I'm focusing on what I look like, what other people think of me. And it's just a hot mess. But when I am just being my heart and believing in my heart and trusting in my
1: essence of love, I usually don't even think. Yeah, things just fall into place. Yeah. Because you're letting the natural order happen. You're not trying to control, manipulate. And what I've also found is that um, when I'm working from my heart instead of my mind, I can relax because I don't have to worry about making sure the outcome is the way I think it should be. I just, as we always say in the program, do the next right thing.
0: Yeah. And it's no shooting on ourselves. Like you were talking about this morning Mm -hmm. about talking to your sis, sis sister and this is what it says the heart operates on faith and ease ease yep. ease and flow those have been my themes of the week is I can get things done I can do important stuff I can have tangible results and still operate out of my heart and that is a right. practice and I am working on it
1: <laughs> and the other thing that when she was talking about the when you operate from your head that's fear what was it fear and um the mind operates out of fear and distrust. So what I will say to kind of defend that when this is how I think of it when I'm when I'm in that place of fear and distrust I try to remind myself that that's my ego trying to protect me. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's the fear of the unknown, it's the fear of being hurt again because we're really basing all of our stories on past events and it, and I try to remind myself that this is a new situation so have a new Perspective. try to be open-minded and willing, and I can let go of that fear and distrust. But remind myself that it's not bad that I'm afraid. That's just my ego. That's m- me trying to protect myself.
0: Or ask yourself, is it really something I should be afraid of? Because fear... And distrust are sometimes important. Mm-hmm. We get to be skeptical. We get to notice things around us. We get to see things. <laughs> like it's okay to be distrustful. Yes. When you get that like cold prickly from somebody and you're like, mm, I don't know. Yep. Trust that intuition. And It's when we operate, when we, I think the point in here is when we operate our choices only out of that. Because in this book, she proceeds to talk about how the mind and the heart get to work together and they that, get to work in tandem yeah, yeah and
1: that was my next point is like learning how to balance those things so that you have your stranger danger that you do rely on i mean i don't think i can't think of how many times i do trust my gut like when i'm interviewing people for positions at work if i get that gut thing and i ignore it every single time i'll regret it
0: oh my goodness like it's the worst hire ever mm-hmm. and and the thing that she says about for me what also uh stands out as the mind thrives on and enjoys problem-seeking and solving. And I think I love solving problems. I love creating solutions Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And when I come at it from looking for problems, then it's like almost creating more. But when I get into a situation that may or may not be problematic, that might be, hmm, how do we handle this? Mm -hmm. For example... Um, I'm trying to think of an example of how do I handle this? Okay, when I did my taxes last week. And I had made a declaration and a commitment to complete them by 3 o'clock on Friday, right? And it was 11 o'clock on Friday a.m because I had avoided it. And I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? I can do this. I can do this. It usually only takes me a little bit of time. So I don't know why I'm avoiding it. And I kept avoiding it. And I kept avoiding it. And I sat down and do it, did it. And in my mind, I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to find my login. And I'm not going to know where any of that paperwork is. And I'm not going to be able to do yeah. this. Right? And so I was like avoiding it. But when I went in my heart and said, my intention is to complete this. I know it's going to be okay. Okay. Right. I I really like sunk into what am I afraid of here? And I just went for it. And guess what? I got the biggest return I've ever gotten in my life. And how long did it take? Um it's our it took it took like I think I was done at one. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: And you got a fat return.
0: Well, well, it's because I got pooped on. (laughs) Yes. I got pooped on by a bird. People it was a big ass bird, literally, and it was a big poop, and I like leaned back, it was happening in slow motion, it was you awful. saw it coming. we were so like I was so cute in my cookie monster shirt, and I loved it. We just got it from target, and um, yes, I shopped at Target on my vacation. I did it, I admit it, no judgment, okay. And <laughs> it always feels so weird because it's like I'm on vacation and I'm shopping at Target. Oh, my God. Um, clearly, this is a trend. Um, well, that's because we get our bubblies, you know, yep. and we want and then I'm like, "Ooh, that's a cute Cookie Monster tie dye neon shirt. And I'd I look cute in that. I know. And I loved it. And so I was so excited to be wearing it. And we were meeting one of my sponsor's friends at an AA meeting and we were leaving right on time, which normally we leave early. We're pretty mm-hmm good at being early ken and i and um and we're walking through the hotel and all of a sudden i'm going down the path and i see (laughs) in slow motion this bird like just coming at me and all of a sudden i see this turd just flying and i like lean back like a matrix (laughs) lean and it landed right on my heart Actually, it did land on my heart. It did heart. land on your heart. And it was so big and ucky and gross and, and stinky. And I handled it. We just went back and I changed my shirt and I was bummed because I wanted to wear this favorite Cookie Monster shirt. And the first thing I thought of was like, how did she get that off without getting it on her face? I did. I, you know what I did? I scrunched it up, the shirt all around it. and yeah. it, But I, I had to touch it and I was like, oh my God. Like the whole time I was really cool and calm about it and laughing. And, and then when we got in the room, I'm like, oh my God, this is so gross. And, and like the. <laughs> the crazy came out a little bit. Yeah. And and then I was fine. Once yeah. I took it off and put it in a plastic bag and brought it, oh God, rinsed it. Well, it was just gross. gross. And, and then we went and we were a little late to the meeting and we couldn't find the entrance, but we were so cool and chill and then it was fine. It, it was great. Fine.
1: And because you got pooped on by a bird. I got a big fat tax return. Thank you, universe. Yes,
0: because, I, well, it was funny. I said, I really think this is, I was telling Ken we were walking, I really think this is good luck. Like I remember people saying it's very good luck to be pooped on <laughs> <laughs> by a bird. I have heard that before. <laughs> by a bird. And and so then I posted it. It was like the one picture I posted when I was on vacation, I still have to post like a slideshow, but I posted it and um, basically three or four different people said the exact same thing, yeah. that that means money's coming. I didn't know the money part. I just meant luck. You know, I'm always up for luck. Yep. I love money. So yeah. And then you got your
1: fat tax. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting when I think about the decisions that I've made because it feels right as opposed to what I'm thinking that it should be because I should have done this or I should have done that. And my career especially, um, it's interesting because I've had, you know, lots of ups and downs and choosing different things to do within the food industry. And I remember a long time ago, like early 30s, my sister, because she was worried, it's, you know, it's um, you don't have a set retirement plan, you don't have... Nothing is guaranteed. It's pretty unstable, and you work hard and all these things. And she was just like, please go back to school and do something else. And with the best, you know, my best, um, best, what's the word I'm looking for? Interest. Interest. Thank you. I wanted to say intention. Interest at heart. And I kept saying, I just, I can't quit it. It's, I just can't. And it took me a while to figure it out, but I've done some amazing things because I kept following my heart, even though that I knew my retirement would be screwed, you know, I'm probably going to have to work at some job forever, but I don't really care.
0: Well, can you imagine not working? And I'm not saying that when we get into this place of, you know, so I have, I'm like you, Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot Mm -hmm. in terms of saved yet and but i I believe in living the life I'm living today because you can't take it with you and yes i'm I, I saving is important, but I've had a very similar experience and what what I think is I think it's great to have a job that you have security mm-hmm. and I did for a long time, and I became miserable, mm-hmm. and I had to follow my heart and do where so that I could show up in life from an authentic
1: place, right and i can I can say with complete honesty after twenty five years, I still get excited, yeah, and like the, what happened last Friday with those ladies, How many people get to say that about their jobs? I know I know, and and what a
0: gift that you okay, so i will i 'm going to bring up this whole thing that you did what you she used to work a job in the same kind of environment mm-hmm. and get those same kind of warm and fuzzies. But you weren't making as much money, and you were doubting yourself, and you were beating yourself up, and you were not sure what to do. And then when you just asked, had faith, had ease about what is possible, this job came to
1: you. Directly to me. Yeah. Like they recruited me. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. So I guess for me, what, what I mean, I know that was a little bit of a tangent, not on heart and mind, but it is about the heart. It's like, what mm-hmm. is in your heart? What is your heart telling you? What is that inner voice? I mean, I talk about this all the time. What is what? That's why getting quiet and meditating is so very important. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I do a lot of this. I listen to a lot of this stuff about manifesting and about um, about like affirmations for self-esteem and all that stuff. All that is really good to put in. But if we're not quiet to settle that, if we don't have any moments of letting our heart speak to us Mm -hmm. and tell us what's landing and what's not landing, we're just taking all of this random information in and it is just being in our head. And then unless it goes from the head to the heart, you don't, that's why it's in your body, right? So for Mm -hmm. me, when I'm in my heart, it's, I can feel it in my body. It's the gut check. It's the... Tingle t- test. right? Like, oh my God, I have goosebumps right now. I really do. And, and those are the moments when I'm like, okay, yeah, this is right. This is aligned. There is something right. going on here that's bigger than me that my head can talk me out of so many times.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, two things about that. What I know about myself is before I really started working with program and doing mindfulness work, I didn't even realize I was just staying in my head. So first, for people that are real new to this new way of thinking, how do you even figure out that you're in your head about things? That I love that saying. I'm just in my head about it. What does that even mean? And how do you recognize it?
0: Racing thoughts for, for me. Mm-hmm. Racing thoughts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and not being able to get off it. Like defending myself. Like I think I'm right about this. I know I'm right about that. Um, or if Guilt. it's or if it's doubt. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's that. Oh, I don't know if I should do this or. What are they going to think of me? And it's all that like mental static.
1: So it's out. You're letting outside influences make you feel bad.
0: Yeah, or make me question things. And
1: it's not even outside influences. It's what you're perceiving. And outside think, influence. Yeah. What I
0: think other people are going to think. Yes. And it really doesn't matter because they're not thinking of me. They're overthinking their shit.
1: Right. Okay. So that's <laughs> the the first step to that is. Recognizing when I'm You're in the head. head, and then how do we stop that, that pattern?
0: How do we arrest that?
1: Yeah. I, well, there's, I like that. There's
0: a couple things I've learned in the program I'll mm-hmm. talk about, and then there's a couple things I've learned in, in, in my other work, but one of them is uh, change a thought, move a muscle. And I've said this on the podcast a million yep. times, but it's about getting into your body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It really is about getting into your body. We
1: tell people that a lot when they're first getting sober, and they're they're really in their head about it's if you've never experienced it. You cannot understand the obsession of the brain when you're trying to stop some well, maybe you do. It doesn't have to be it doesn't a have drug to be or I mean a drink. we're addicted
0: to our phones. We're addicted yeah. to um, all
1: kinds of things. And when you tell your brain to stop thinking about it. You think about it more. <laughs> that's all it's that's gonna happen. <laughs> <Looking> it <right. laughs> so yeah, it's not just about a drug or a drink. It's about anything that we're telling ourselves or we know is bad for us. So first thing um, change a thought, move a muscle.
0: That's my first thing. My second thing is breathe that should be my first thing, but that never happens first. I don't know why. Yeah, it just doesn't. I'm. I'm. It was funny because me and Ken were talking, and I was doing a southern accent and <laughs> being all funny because he's from Missouri, 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 Missouri. Anyways, I don't know.
1: He says- I call you, it misery.
0: You got, you got a pretty good good Southern accent if you weren't such a spaz. <laughs> you got to slow down. That's the whole
1: point is that you slow down.
0: <laughs> so I, I'm too spastic to go into breath automatically. Yeah. I have to think about it. But then the next thing for me is going into what you started the show out with is gratitude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gratitude really gets me out of my head and into my heart and into my body. And then just moving and shaking and dancing.
1: Dance and sing. Yeah. Like that's, that's mine and Vicky's go to. Dance and sing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we
0: always <laughs> sing. We are singers. <laughs> but yeah. we don't know that we're not good at it. Or
1: I know. Oh, well, I don't it care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's in my
0: heart it makes me smile. Because I tell gives you,
1: me the tingle test. I tell you what. I had a person. What I, I had a person told tell me that I was not a good singer and that I shouldn't, and I didn't for a long time. Well, they can go pound sand, just like the bubble, the bubble girl. <laughs> I listened to it. I listened to that story, and I let that story become my story. And because of that, I d- my song was silent for a really long time.
0: Sound of silence. Ding 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 ding
1: ding ding. Okay, so we're getting out of our heads now. Yep. Getting into our body. Right. Um, One thing, the trick that I learned um, in mindfulness is to pay attention to physical cues. So you'll be sitting there, and the guided meditations that I do, a lot of times they'll say, bring up an incident or something that happened in your life. Now, where are you feeling that? Is it in your breath? Is it in your head? Is it in your stomach? Are you getting jittery? Is
0: it in your elbow? Is it in your butt crack?
1: Sometimes. Is it in your toes? It could be in your toes. (laughs) So when you. (laughs) She didn't laugh when I said butt crack. (laughs) Well, mine gets itchy. She was all serious. Mine gets itchy sometimes. (laughs) Woo! And what is that telling you? Dry skin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I have eczema. What? What? So that has helped me to pay more attention before my brain even tells me what I'm doing when I'm when I'm physically doing certain things or I'm feeling a certain way. I'm like, uh oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I remember when I was first, first in therapy, it was it pre. Pre-sobriety, it was, oh my God. But I remember when she told me, well, feel it in your body and notice your body and notice this. And I was like, that is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) The first time you do it, if you've never done it, when you get upset, notice where in your body you carry it. Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to carry it in my heart, Mm -hmm. like my chest gets real tight, and then a lot of like throat and
1: neck stuff. I'm a gut person. Yep. Yep. Straight up.
0: Straight up now, tell me, do you really wanna love me forever? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So, so,
1: so, what else do you have to say about this? Um, those were the big things that I wanted to talk about: is um, how do we recognize it? What are we gonna do about it? And then how are we gonna flow to the other? How side? do we cultivate it?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you cultivate it? How do I cultivate living from my heart? Yeah, it's the gut check yeah and and I um really try to pay attention to when I'm doing something because I think I should, as opposed to doing something because I want to. Now, th- there is a caveat caveat, caveat to that. In the program, um it's been real tough for me lately to go to meetings, and I know I should because they're good for me. And I'm, again, making a new um, pledge to myself to make more time to make a concerted effort because I know it's good for me. So that's one of those instances when a should actually works in my benefit.
0: Or you just, I mean, so there's a thing called commitment that's Mm -hmm. coming up for me. And there are certain things that get to be um, like, okay, yeah, I should go, but... For me, it's like I'm committed to my recovery. Mm -hmm. So where am I willing to go to do that? And I get to use my heart to do it from my heart. Because if I'm doing it from my head, you know, there's a saying that we say, and they said it before, Alcoholics Anonymous, but to thine own self be true, right? Right. So that also means sometimes the easy way isn't always the, right like, way. it's not going to keep me mm-hmm. because it's real easy to, so for me, as a, you know, mental illness and alcoholism and all the stuff, I can easily talk myself out of things. So I think really what it's about is being skeptical of your own thoughts and, and checking yourself, right. like checking, oh, am I being... Like, trying to go the easy way out, or am I... Like, like it's about all those things. Am I I thinking from my head? Am I thinking from my heart? Or am I just thinking from my, I want to lay on the couch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My butt crack.
1: (laughs) And when you said that about commitment, that made me think about using my head to say, okay, this is what needs to happen. How am I going to make it work?
0: Right. And, and living from committing. your heart doing that. Right, But also, I mean, because, yeah, we could live from our heart and be like, oh, lovey-dovey, peace, love, and rock and roll, you know? And well, I don't know where rock and roll came from. I guess I like rock and roll. But um, we, we still get to do our taxes. We still get to mm-hmm. do our commitments we still get to take a shower so you know I mean there are things that we do that aren't like the things that I love to do but I get to do it by I get to be a whole person if I'm loving myself and saying okay what am I choosing why am I if I'm operating out of that place of self-worth self-love self-compassion and knowing that there are certain things that just get to be done.
1: Right. And I I would like to I think this will tie it all up. What you just expressed is what I call balance.
0: Ooh. Balance, the B word. Yeah. I think the B word is worse than the F word. Like in terms of balance is a really bad uh, word. It's a slippery slope. Oh my god.
1: But what, <laughs> but the way we're talking about it today, um using our head and our heart, To have a happy, peaceful, serene life. Because that's really what I want.
0: Yeah, I want to be uh,
1: happy, joyous, and free. That's what I want.
0: Yep. That's what it says in the big book. And Mm -hmm. if we do this work, and if we continue to show up for ourselves and give to others and and, um, do, just share. Mm -hmm. Just share. Like, when we live from our hearts, how did we do it? What did we do? I mean... And
1: that's where the head's going to help you is to figure out how to do it.
0: Yeah, we get to think about what we did Mm -hmm. so a lot of times in coaching um i what i really try to focus on at first are wins the wins that we have and we get to celebrate our wins and we get to know what what is working in our lives and what we're doing to make it work so how we're being how we're showing up are we showing up Committed? Are we showing up loving? Are we showing up generous? Are we showing up grateful? Are we showing up all those things? Or am I showing up insecure? Am I showing up in my head? Am I showing up... Resentful. Like, because picking out what works and repeating that and being empowered, it, it gives you the evidence that if I continue to do this from my heart and knowing I'm starting my day with, okay, I'm grateful for this rainy day cuz i'm going to have flowers tomorrow or right. in 3 weeks or whenever the heck
1: i don't know and you're actually creating new wagon wheel ruts when you do that because the more you practice a behavior the more Shauna shapiro what yeah. you practice grows stronger
0: what you practice grows stronger it's mm-hmm. exactly right and we get to we get to fall and try again and mm-hmm. we i mean and learn I'm an Olympic overthinker, people. Yeah, I mean the overthinking isn't going to go away instantly, but it's going to minimize if I do start to be conscious of this stuff, right? And talk
1: to people about it. That's by recognizing it first, and Mm -hmm. then getting yourself out of it. How to do? Sometimes it's just calling a friend.
0: Well, exactly what happened with you? Mm -hmm. You sat in it, and you were in your head, and you overthought it. And then you opened your heart, you got vulnerable, you mm-hmm. got messy, you didn't want to. I know Lynn, I know Chef Lynn, and you don't like sharing that <laughs> kind of stuff. You don't like talking about it, you like pushing it down, pushing it down. Yep. And you noticed it, and you're, you're aware of it, and what did you do? You talked to somebody.
1: I did, and it was funny because we ended up talking because she said, girls, she said, can I tell them? And I'm like, yes. And we all laughed so hard. I mean, we all had like tears coming down our eyes by the end of it, and, and I was like, Thank you for letting me release that. Well, and it's
0: about community. And here's the last Mm -hmm. thing that I'm going to share. And it's going to be kind of about this, about why we're doing what we're doing. Because we don't know who's listening to this Mm -hmm. who is or who isn't. But if this is something that is landing for you, if you want to know more about it, if you like this kind of... uh, talk conversation, we would love for you to engage with us and share. We're going to be putting more stuff on social media and we have an email and we'd love to talk about it because this is part of recovery. This is a part of self-development. This is part of growth. This is just a part of living in this love. This is life, yeah. Yeah. So we would love to hear how it, how this is Helping you in any way or what is funny or what you like and what you don't like and, yep. and what's going on
1: with you Exactly, so find us on instagram facebook email us at telling
0: on ourselves
1: Thanks guys.
0: Thanks. So happy to be here. Oh golden nugget golden
1: nugget minus commitment Ooh. Look at that. I'm looking at a commitment instead of a should Yeah uh,
0: My golden nugget from today is probably Getting quiet uh, and listening because mm-hmm. I can just—I still—I go a mile a minute. I'm just—I'm a little bit. Spazzy. She does go a mile a minute, <laughs> and when I do take it down a notch, it's—it's it's easier to hear. Yep. Oh, I love you so much. Love you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Try it out. Try out.